Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Project Life Mastery Podcast. I'm Stefan James, founder of ProjectLifeMastery.com, internet entrepreneur and life coach with a passion for living life to the fullest and fulfilling my potential as a human being. My purpose for this podcast is to be a powerful and passionate example of the unlimited possibilities that life offers for any of us that has the courage to commit ourselves to life mastery while sharing ideas, concepts, and strategies that can help you master every area of your life from your health, mindset, emotions, business, finances, relationships, and spirituality. Now, if you're someone like me that is hungry to take their life to the next level, then you're in the right place. Welcome and let's begin. Hi everyone, this is Stefan James from Project Life Mastery and today I'm gonna share with you the seven best Vanguard Index Fund ETFs to buy for financial freedom. All of the Vanguard products I'm gonna share with you, I personally invest in and hold myself. They're the staple and foundation of my portfolio. I love them over the long term and I'm never gonna sell them. And so I believe if you're a beginner investor, one of the best ways to get started is through index fund ETFs. But even if you're more experienced, building that foundation of index funds, I think is really important, it's really key. You know, there's a time and place to buying individual companies, but oftentimes when you're stock picking, it requires a more advanced skill set. You need to have the ability to evaluate companies, to look at balance sheets and be able to assess where that company is gonna be five years, 10 years, 20 years from now. Not that many people can do that correctly, uh, especially consistently over a period of time. And you know, not unless you're dedicating your life to this, most of us, if you're watching this, you got a full-time job, full-time business like myself, other responsibilities that we're investing more on the side. And index fund ETFs is more of a passive way of investing. So what is an ETF and what is an index fund? An ETF is an exchange traded fund. It gives you the ability to buy one stock, one fund on a stock exchange that gives you exposure to many different companies. And so for example, you can buy an ETF that tracks an index. An index is like the S&P 500. The S&P 500, which is the standard and poor 500, are the top 500 companies in the United States. It's essentially allowing you to own one fund that owns 500 of the biggest companies in the world, the biggest economy in the world, which gives you diversification across many different sectors and companies. And it's more secure, it's not as big of a risk, and the, you know, if you look at the historical return on average of the S&P 500, it's about nine to 10% per year. So that's a fantastic investment, now, the difference between an ETF or you know, an index fund like this is it's just tracking an index. And so a mutual fund, on the other hand, you know, is gonna have an active mutual fund manager. So there's gonna be more expenses involved with that, more of a fee involved with that because there's an actual fund manager that's having to evaluate companies, that's buying and selling, and they're trying to beat the market. They're trying to beat an S&P 500, but unfortunately, you know, 96% of mutual fund managers fail. And people like Warren Buffett, one of the greatest investors of all time, says that you're better off just investing in an index fund ETF. 
And so with an ETF, because there's no active management involved in it with an index, there's not much fees associated with it. And that's why I love Vanguard. Vanguard products have the lowest fees. Um, and we're gonna get into each of the seven ones that I'm gonna share with you here. And so even though, yes, you might be tempted to invest in individual companies and stocks, and you can by all means do that if you'd like, first build that foundation of ETFs and index funds. Then decide a certain percentage of your money that you do want to invest in picking individual stocks and companies. And it can be fun and you can get amazing returns from that. I definitely have. But when you do decide to sell, for me, my strategy long-term, as I make money from Tesla or Amazon or Shopify or Microsoft or whatever these companies might be, when I do sell it, I'm really just putting that into my more long-term strategy, which are these seven Vanguard index funds that I'm gonna share with you. So I'm gonna dive in to share with you what they are, and we're gonna go over each one of them, but I do wanna mention that I'm not a financial planner or advisor. I'm just someone out there that's been investing for quite a long time, being transparent with you, sharing with you some of my results and my experiences, and what I've personally invested in myself. But I would encourage you to do your own research, do your own due diligence before any investment that you make, and make sure that you understand the risks associated with it, because everybody has a different risk threshold and tolerance. Uh, I'm not sure where you're at, how much money you have, and what age that you might be at as well. So based on all those factors are gonna depend on what you invest in and how much you would invest in. Now each of these also, uh, it's not that you have to own all of them, although I do, many of them are very redundant. And so you're gonna end up owning a lot of the same companies with the ones that I'll share with you. And by the way, if you want more videos like this, comment below, give this video a thumbs up, subscribe. I'll do another video on more high risk, high return ETFs that I own that are different than these ones. They're not Vanguard products. I'll give you a hint. One of them is a Bitcoin one, electric, you know, electric vehicles, ETF, psychedelics, you know, if you want to dabble with that. There's a few other cool ones that I've been investing in myself that I like that aren't appropriate for this video, but I'll do another video on that if you guys are interested. So let me know by giving this video a thumbs up and leave a comment below. Okay, so let's dive into it. So I like to do my research on Yahoo Finance. The first one, and some of these I've already shared in previous videos, some of them I have not shared before, but the first one that I'd recommend for anybody that's a staple of my portfolio is the Vanguard S&P 500 ETF. The ticker for this is VOO, okay, VOO. So you can search it in your stock brokerage account. Now, if I come down here, uh, you can see what the return and, you know, based on the chart over the last year, uh, you know, the S&P 500's been going up, especially since the crash that we had back in March due to COVID-19 and the uncertainty that came with that. But it's been performing incredibly well. Uh, historically, has returned nine to 10% a year. If I come down here, the Vanguard one um, has $630 billion in net assets. Now, there is a more popular one, the SPD, SPDR. Uh, the ticker for that is SPY, but there's a higher expense ratio with that one. That was often used for traders that is more liquid, meaning that there's higher trade volume of buying and selling. Um, and so that's more commonly used, but because we're looking at long-term the reason why I love Vanguard is because of the low expense ratios, the low fees associated with it. Jack Bogle, who revolutionized the index fund industry, uh, you know, really uh, changed the game by offering such low fees. And so that's why I love Vanguard and the products I'm gonna share with you. But there are other companies that you can basically buy the same thing. You can buy the S&P 500, but oftentimes there's a higher fee associated with it. So 
If we were just to look at a few things that I'll share with you here, net assets is important to look at. The yield is what, div what percent um, of dividends you can receive from every single share that you, that you own. So it's 1.56%. And the expense ratio is right here, 0.03%. So very, very low, fantastic versus a mutual fund that is gonna have a much higher fee. Someone's gonna actively be buying and selling and managing it. It's gonna have a higher fee associated with it that often is not gonna be able to beat this. So that's why I invest in this. And if we come down here, we can look at some of the top holdings. So you're getting exposure to Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, Facebook, Tesla, Google, which is Alphabet, Berkshire Hathaway, which is Warren Buffett's company, Johnson & Johnson, JP Morgan Chase, et cetera. So fantastic companies that you're getting a piece of. And for me, um, it's very rare that there's a dip in this one, but whenever there is a dip, I often buy more, but I still do what's called dollar cost averaging, where every single month, I'll just put a set amount of money into this ETF. And sometimes I'm buying when it's high, sometimes when I'm buying it when it's low. Uh, but over time, it you know, gets me great long-term returns. So that would be the first one. The first one, and I will also mention too for my Canadian friends, because I used to live in Canada, the equivalent one of this that's trading on the Toronto Stock Exchange, the TSX, the ticker for it is VFV. VFV. So if you want to look that up, if you want to buy a Canadian currency, that could be an option for you. And if you live in Europe or other parts of the world, there's ways that you can buy on uh, you know, this exchange, the NASDAQ, uh, or the New York Stock Exchange, or you can you know, buy in your exchange, um, you know, wherever you might live, and still get exposure to US uh, ETFs like this as well. Now let's move on to stock number two, which is the Vanguard Total Stock Market Index Fund ETF. The ticker for this one is VTI. So with this Vanguard ETF, you're owning not just the top 500 companies in the United States, but you're owning the total US stock market. So this is giving you exposure, not just to large cap stocks, not just the biggest ones, but also mid cap and small cap companies in the United States. So if we scroll down here, we can see based on the chart, just the performance of it over the last year. If we come, and I always recommend, you know, you might want to look over the last five years and max and, you know, look at the performance historically over these ETFs, just so you can get an idea of how it's performed. But if we come down here, we can see this one has even more net assets than the previous one. It's more popular, over a trillion dollars in net assets. The yield of this one is 1.43%. Uh, the expense ratio is 0.03%, so also incredibly low. Uh, this is one of the most popular ones. If we come down here, we can look at the holdings, which are redundant to the last one. So you're still getting exposure to Apple and Microsoft and Amazon and a lot of these companies, but you're getting exposure to a variety of other ones that you wouldn't normally get exposure to. So if you also look down here what the fund summary is, you can see what the intention and what the goal is of it. So the investment seeks to track the performance of the benchmark index that measures the investment return of the overall stock market. The fund employs an indexing investment approach designed to track the performance of the CRSP US total market index, which represents approximately 100% of the investable US stock market and includes large, mid, small, and micro cap stocks regularly traded on the New York Stock Exchange and NASDAQ. So you're getting more exposure through this one. And that's why I like to also hold, hold this index fund as well. Number three is the Vanguard Total World Stock Index Fund ETF. Ticker is VT. Now with this one, you're getting exposure to the entire world. 
the entire world's economy, the biggest companies in the world. So not just the United States, but exposure to countries like China and you know within Europe and even within Canada. You're getting more broad diversification and exposure with this one. And so you can see how it's performed over the last year. The net assets are $24 billion, so it's a lot less. Um, and sometimes when there's less net assets, it's a less popular fund, there's, um, there's less trading volume, and so it might be a little bit harder to liquidate at a certain price. But you're buying these products for the long term. That's why you're buying a Vanguard ETF, is you're holding it for the long term or maybe potentially keeping it forever. And so I'm not as concerned with that, but there are some other ones that might have more net assets, might be more popular, but I don't get too concerned about that because Vanguard is you know, the biggest company, one of the most popular ones, and I feel, I feel really good about them. So you might wanna consider other ones, but you evaluate it based on the expense ratio, and sometimes they can be allocated a little bit differently. Um, but with this one, the yield is 1.66%, expense ratio is 0.08%. If we come down here, we can see the companies. Now, again, a lot of US companies, just because a lot of these US companies are trillion dollar companies, the biggest companies in the world, so you're redundantly getting exposure to them, um, but you are getting some exposure here to some in China, like Tencent Holdings and Alibaba as well, and a number of other ones too. So you'd wanna look at the holdings, and you might decide, you know what, it's a little bit too redundant, I'm kinda of getting the same exposure, uh, depending on how much money that you have to invest, you might only pick one out of the last three ones that I shared with you and just maybe focus more on building up your portfolio with that one uh, rather than diversifying to a variety of other index funds. It might not be that necessary because again, it is fairly redundant. And if you come down here and look at the fund summary, it says the investment seeks to track the performance of a benchmark index that measures the investment return of stocks of companies located in developed and emerging markets around the world. So that is number three that I'd recommend. Number four is the Vanguard High Dividend Yield Index Fund ETF. Ticker for this one is VYM. And so this index fund invests in companies that pay high dividends, high dividend yields. And so it's not gonna invest in companies that do not pay any dividends. Those are companies that are high growth companies like Amazon and Tesla. Fantastic companies to own, you can get incredible returns on them but a lot of tech companies don't pay dividends because they want to reinvest their profits back into the business to grow it. And so even though you might not be receiving dividends from those companies, you're gonna make your money in capital appreciation over the long term. But for me personally, I like to receive some dividends as well. And so by owning an ETF like this, I can get a higher yield and make more profit from it and oftentimes my investments are on a drip, a dividend reinvestment plan that gives me the ability that every time that dividends are paid out, it goes to buying more shares of that stock. And so if we come down here, oftentimes the performance of dividend stocks is not gonna be you know, as much growth as some of the previous indexes that I shared with you um, because they're paying out profits in the form of dividends. And so they're kind of maybe sacrificing some growth. You're still gonna get growth in capital appreciation, but it'll be at a slower rate and pace than a lot of the growth companies and some of the other ETFs that I shared with you. Now this one has $40 billion net, net, net assets. The yield though is 3.19%. So that's a lot higher than the other ones, which was around 1.4%. Uh, this is more than double in a lot of cases. And so you're gonna get a higher dividend yield from these ones. Uh, expense ratio is 0.06%. So 
you know, very small with all Vanguard products, which is why I love them. Now, the holdings of this, again, are all companies that pay dividends and have high yields. So that'd be Johnson & Johnson, J.P. Morgan Chase, Procter & Gamble, Bank of America, Intel, Verizon pays a great dividend, great company. Comcast, we've got AT&T, pays a very high dividend, I think over 7%, Pfizer, Walmart, etc. So this is giving you some more income, which oftentimes when you're younger, you might want to invest in companies or ETFs that have higher growth. Um, and you might not be getting as great dividends from that, but when you get older and you're approaching retirement, that's when dividends are going to matter more to you. That's when you're going to want some of the, 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 the cash flow that your investments can provide for you. And so uh, for me, you know, these ETFs, they all pay dividends, but depending on where you're at, if you want higher dividends, you might want to invest in this Vanguard product um, just so that you can you know, get more cash flow from your investment, more income from it. Number five, how about some real estate? We got the Vanguard Real Estate Index Fund ETF. Ticker for this one is VNQ. And so this ETF is gonna own REITs. A REIT is a real estate investment trust. This is giving you exposure to real estate. Many different types of real estate from commercial real estate to shopping centers to office buildings to residential to senior housing. This is giving you broad diversification and exposure to that. And you might not get this in the S&P 500 or some of the previous ones because they're not as heavy on real estate investment trusts. And so one thing I love about this one is, you know, you can buy and hold real estate and there's nothing wrong with that. I hold some real estate myself, great long-term investment. There's some great strategies that you can buy properties and get cash flow from it. But for me personally, one thing I don't like about real estate is the hassle of, you know, the time it takes to buy a property and to close on that property and all the fees associated with it, all the legal fees and the title being transferred, all of that, and the, the difficulty to liquidate it, to get out of a piece of real estate versus investing in stocks gives you the ability, if I wanna buy real estate, if I wanna get exposure to it, I can do that right now today and in the same day I could sell, in the same day I can get out of an investment, uh, which is one thing that I love about it. I love that liquidity and the flexibility that it provides. And so by owning this, I get exposure to real estate. I don't have to have a large sum of my money um, tied into one property, but I can get more diversification through this. And one thing that I love, and you can see by the way, the return at the chart, not as high growth because a lot of real estate's been hit hard, especially commercial real estate, shopping outlets, office buildings, a lot of that's been hit hard. Retail has been hit hard since the pandemic. And so in my opinion, it's been largely discounted and a lot of these real estate investment trust companies are gonna have to pivot. Uh, you know, a lot of them have had hard times even collecting rents in some occasions too. So there has been more, you know, less returns I'd say with that, but long-term I like real estate and all of my investments that I'm making here are long-term bets. So I'm not so concerned about the short-term, but the great thing about it as we get into it is gonna be the dividends that they pay. And so first, the net assets of this one is $61 billion. The yield is 3.92%. So even higher than um, the high dividend yield one that I just shared with you. Expense ratio is a little bit higher at 0.12%, but that's still so low. Um, and because real estate investment trusts have to pay out their profits, that's why you get such great dividends from them. So if I come down here, some of the holdings, uh, one is it's gonna track this index here. 
and 12% of the assets are tied up in it. But a lot of the holdings here, if you look at these these individual real estate investment trusts, they pay amazing dividends. Um, and you could invest in some of them individually, but I'd much rather, again, just pick an index fund that gets exposure to all of them. So that's number five. Now let's move on to number six. For those of you that want more exposure to tech companies, this is the Vanguard Information Technology Index Fund ETF. Ticker is a VGT. And this one is gonna give you more exposure to tech. Um, so for me, I love tech, very bullish long-term on tech. Some people might say that we're in a bubble. That could definitely be the case, similar to the dot-com bubble that occurred back in 2000. Um, but tech has performed incredibly well. Uh, I mean, if you look at what's been fueling a lot of the growth over the pandemic and really you know, building up the S&P 500, it's been largely tech companies, big tech. And so if you want a fund that more tracks that, then the VGT one here would be a great option for you. Now, it is more expensive at $368 a share. Those are things you might want to consider when you invest in some of these. But if we come down here, this one has $46 billion in net assets. The yield is a lot less at 0.83% because they're primarily growth companies that want to reinvest their profits back in for long-term growth. Expense ratio is 0.10%. Now the holdings here are gonna be a lot of tech companies, largely Apple, 21% of the, the assets of this one is in Apple, 16% in Microsoft. So they're pretty slanted and, and top heavy with those two. Um, but NVIDIA is a great company, Visa and MasterCard, you know, great to get exposure to those ones, PayPal, Intel, Adobe, Salesforce I like, uh, Cisco. So a lot of great tech companies here, uh, but it's gonna be more weighted more weighted with tech um, if you want more exposure to those. So this is a fantastic for those of you that want to bet on tech long-term. Last but not least, number seven is the Vanguard Dividend Appreciation Index Fund ETF. Ticker is VIG. Now this ETF is gonna invest in companies that pay dividends but also have a record of increasing their dividends over time. So a lot of the companies are the dividend aristocrats which are companies top 65 companies on the S&P 500 that have increased their dividends every single year for 25 consecutive years. And I love companies like that because companies that typically pay dividends and increase it and are part of the dividend aristocrats have great balance sheets and are healthy companies to be able to provide those dividends. And so for this one here, you can see the growth of it has not been as high in terms of the capital appreciation compared to some of the other ones. But again, you gotta factor in the dividends that you're getting. And so with this one, even though it's not as high growth companies, they're companies that are increasing their dividends, which I love over the long term. Net assets are $62 billion. The dividend yield is 1.67%. And the expense ratio is 0.06%. So if we look at the top holdings, we got Microsoft here, number one. Uh, Microsoft doesn't pay a high dividend yield, uh, but they do increase it over time. Um, Walmart, Johnson & Johnson, Procter & Gamble, United Health, you know, Walt Disney, Home Depot, Visa, Comcast, Abbott Laboratories. So again, there is a lot of redundance here and you might, you know, if you want more exposure to dividend stocks, you might choose the high dividend yield one over this one. You can kind of decide on that. You don't necessarily have to buy all of the ones that I've shared with you, but I would say these are the seven best ones, um, the ones that are my favorite ones. and. Before we wrap up this video, I wanna mention there's a few honorable mentions as well. 
Um, I did not include in this one. So one, it would be, you know, if you want exposure to energy. So VDE is another Vanguard one that will give you exposure to energy companies like Chevron and ExxonMobil. Uh, you can get some great dividends from those ones as well. Um, I invested quite heavily when energy was crashing and I've done really well on that, uh, especially during the pandemic. Uh, but I didn't want to take the risk as much to buy, you know, Chevron, ExxonMobil, and a lot of individual companies. And that's where, you know, investing in an index fund can really be useful. Even for example, when the market was crashing and airlines were getting destroyed and hammered and still haven't recovered, um, during that time, I didn't, you know, I wasn't really sure if I wanted to take on the risk of investing in Delta Airlines and American Airlines and individual companies. And so instead, I decided to buy an index fund that would give me exposure to, you know, all the biggest airline companies. And so I could own that sector. And as airlines recover, um, my investment would go up and some of them might go out of business. I wasn't quite sure about that. And I didn't want to take that risk. And so that's where index funds can also come in handy is if you're looking at investing into a new asset class and a new sector, but you don't want to take that risk in trying to pick an individual company, you don't know, quite know how to evaluate, should I invest in this one or that one? Well, if you believe in that sector, if you believe that it's going to go up long term and you can get in at a great price, then fantastic. That, that's a fantastic way to go about it. And another honorable mention would be the uh, Vanguard Consumer Staple ETF. I think the ticker for that one is VDC, and there's another one, uh, Vanguard, uh, I think consumer discre um, discretionary one, VCR, and, and those ones can be great to hold more staples. Uh, and so if you're worried about a market crash, often you know it, it's gonna hold companies that tend to perform well or hold up during a weak economy or during a crash. And so that's another way you can get some exposure as well if you are concerned about something like that. But these seven ones are the ones that I'd recommend for anybody that's just getting started or even more experienced. Again, they're the staple of my portfolio. As I make money from my, my business, as I make money from my individual stocks and investments that I pick, as I sell some of those, I'm really trying to build up these ones because for me, these are the long-term ones that I'm never gonna sell. They don't require active management of me having to check in on them every day or every week to see how they're performing and all the latest news and get caught up in that. This is more passive investing for me, which is my long-term strategy. So if you enjoyed this video, give it a thumbs up. Subscribe here on Project Life Mastery for more videos like this, as well as self-development, business, entrepreneurship, motivation, and so much more. And by the way, if you are interested in another video where I do go over more high-risk, high-return ETFs, some other ones that I'm investing in that I did not include here, they're not even Vanguard products because Vanguard does not uh, have products for these, uh, for these funds yet and for these sectors and markets. If you are interested in that, leave a comment below, let me know, I'll consider doing a video like that for you guys. Otherwise, thank you so much and I look forward to seeing you again in the next video. Thanks for joining me today and listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or received any value, then I'd love for you to leave an honest review on iTunes and subscribe to the Project Life Mastery podcast for future episodes. And of course, to receive more content and value, make sure to find and follow me at www.projectlifemastery.com for more. Thanks again. Remember to always believe and commit your life to mastery. I look forward to talking to you again soon.
Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.